You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So uh, this week on the podcast, um, we're going to start a series uh, over the next four weeks looking at the Lord's Prayer. And so, Zach, um, as you think about the Lord's Prayer, uh, what uh, kind of comes to mind to you and, um, you know, how does it speak to your soul? <laughs> sure. I, I think it's um, important to frame frame the Lord's Prayer in a couple of ways. One, where we find it in Scripture. Um, and, and, and I think that's what we're going to do over the course of this series is frame it around where it's found in Scripture and then dig into some of the uh, church history that surrounds it. Uh, and so, so the Lord's Prayer is found, uh, is, is really found in two places in the Gospel of Matthew uh, within the Sermon on the Mount in chapter 6. Uh, verses 9 through 15, where Jesus is essentially saying, pray this way, you know, here are the questions concerning prayer. How do we do it? What is it? Blah, blah, blah. And, and Jesus kind of gives the, well, here's the, here's the foundations of it. And then in Luke, uh, the gospel of Luke chapter 11, uh, it's real short, uh, it's just verses two through four. And so I find it really, really interesting. I, I'm, um, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to read it out of um, out of the Gospel of Matthew and then dig into to what what it means for me. So Jesus says, "Pray this way: Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive." Have forgiven our debtors and do not bring us to a time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will for, will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will forgive, um, neither will your father forgive you. And I don't know, I find it really, really interesting, not interesting, something about the Lord's Prayer for me is I find it very uh, it's a very faithful prayer for me each Sunday uh, when we pray it. And um, I know there's a lot of, there's always a lot of conversation about if we do it all the time, does it lose meaning? And, you know, when does it become stale or just routine? And I hear, I hear that. But for me, I always frame it in here's a communal, hopeful prayer that no matter who we are or where we are, as we sit together and we pray that prayer, we do that faithfully in community, not knowing what the person beside us is going through. Um, and maybe not knowing always what we're going through, right? Just scratching the surface on our own stuff. Um, but finding a moment just to be human and pray a really simple, yet really deep and vibrant, faithful prayer that kind of hits all the touchstones, right? <laughs> of, you know, be with me, be with others, uh, help me be in, in these places. And yeah, so, so for me, it's just that faithful reminder, one, in community as we pray it together, but maybe when there's not any other words that this is a go-to for me, 
uh, and just hope that the spirit will settle upon my heart and soul and, and we'll get there. Yeah. And, and that's what I find interesting. Like <clears throat> in Matthew's gospel, it's tends to be used sometimes during uh, like Ash Wednesday and Lent mm. um, talking about the hypocrites of praying and how to pray. Yeah. And, and, and even the heading in the common English is the proper prayer. Um, I think there's some, uh, validity, validity in that. And you've highlighted that, uh, thinking about the way that we pray and all, and all that good stuff. Um, you know, I think for me, when I think about it, um, I always think of like, <clears throat> that was definitely one of the first prayers I really remember. Um, mm. uh, and, and one, you know, cause going, when you go to a traditional, uh, experience, you know, it's definitely there. Um, and how we pray it matters. Like, and I, and that's one thing I try to get congregations to understand is how we pray this prayer matters. You know, do we ever think about, you know, like, have you ever asked yourself, like, you know, think about those words that you pray when you pray that prayer. Mm-hmm. But I also like the way that in the gospel of Luke in chapter 11, um, the way that the story sets up is that Jesus was praying. He had finished the disciples saw him praying and they said, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples to pray. And so then Jesus says, well, when you pray, pray like this. And then, you know, um, and, and I think the thing too, is that I also see it as an opportunity for us to recognize that we are not in control and that, you know, we are surrendering ourselves to allow God's work to be done here on earth. Um, not only does it take us, but it takes us surrendering ourselves to God so that, you know, the kingdom can come. Um, and I also think that too, of the, in the sense of forgiveness of sins or debts or trespasses or whatever your tradition may be, whatever your words are. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's a release of that, mm-hmm. um, a release of us, you know, releasing of our resilience of our, our reliance on us to bring our daily bread, that our daily bread does come from God. And, and what does that look like for us? Like, I, and I, and I, you know, I love this prayer. I, 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 um, you know, it's definitely one that I pray consistently, not just on Sunday mornings, but weekly uh you know sometime during the week i'm finding myself praying it because it's just comforting it's like it's my good old comfort blanket prayer (laughs) for sure i i can remember not so not growing up in the church i can remember the first time um i encountered the lord's prayer and it wasn't in church it was uh before a basketball game we had a coach come out and you know we circled up before the game doing the team huddle thing and uh, he's like, all right, now guys, pray, pray the Lord's prayer. And I remember going, I don't, I don't know what that is. Like, that's not, how am I supposed to know that? Um, and as, as you know, everybody has the team went on, I was like, oh, I know that. I just didn't know. I didn't know I had a name. Right. Um, but I can, I remember that feeling like, oh, I know these words. Um, but I didn't know, I didn't have any context with it. I didn't know what was behind it. And it, it was one of those things. It, it was that experience that until I really started digging into ministry and it's sh- of why are we praying this? Are we just praying it because a coach told us to, or do we just pray it before games? Do we just pray it here and there because that's what we do? Or is there more to it? Is there, um, there's gotta be more meaning to it 
you know, it, it eventually was my question, right? And so I personally started digging into it. And yeah, it becomes that comfort blanket. It becomes that space. But we have to allow it to. Uh, and and I think you're right. I think it takes, takes paying attention to the words that are spoken, to the way in which Jesus prays. Um, and that we don't pray this prayer flippantly, right? Or with with any kind of emptiness. It is a truthful, faithful, deep, and really, um, at times, conflicting prayer, right? Uh, if we really, really get into it. Well, it's also a challenging prayer. Yeah, that's uh, what like I mean I, by conflicting. Yeah. Uh, like I said, you know, it, it challenges us to to recognize that we are not in control. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it, that's what good prayers do, right? Yeah. The ones the ones that we keep around from, you know. Uh, whomever the saints you know wesley's prayer is pretty rough to pray like if we mean that (laughs) it's tough it's a tough one well and i think too that like not only like does prayer become our like we should examine our attitude of prayer Mm -hmm. i I, i've always loved it when you know you're in a worship experience and say let's enter into an attitude of prayer like it's that invitation to pray it's not just the bow your heads you will pray now because I told you to bow your heads, right. put your hands right. together, get on your knees, and right. pray. Like I, and if, I've always, and if you don't, that. you'll have heartburn. Like, uh-huh. uh, or if you don't, you're going to hell. I mean, I've never heard that um, right. before. Yeah. Um, because dear Lord, if you're wanting to be a Pentecostal and actually have your hands out. You know, um, <laughs> that was one Sunday. Um, in my in this new congregation, they kind of they kind of got a little nervous when I held my hands out to pray. Right. Um, right. I always see that. That to me, that's the that's like if you want to invite the spirit in, hold your yeah, hands out. It's this like, right here. Like, right? Like, yeah. like like don't do this. Like this is saying no, <laughs> or or bow the sensei. Like, right, right. You know. Um. But I there mean, is there's, some, there's definitely a reverence in all of yeah, that, right? Well, and um, and and. and and you know, no joking aside on that, is it like there is even when you do put your hands together, you're you're putting yourself in a sense of reverence uh, yes. towards God and saying that you know, and I do believe like especially with this prayer, mm-hmm. it is about surrendering yourself and um, allowing God to to be in control. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, I am looking forward to the next couple of weeks when we sit down with people and just ask them to unpack that for us, and we can have that good conversation with them of you know what the lord's prayer means because it is something that we hear in public in a lot of different ways and places mm-hmm. like i remember uh, for me one of my favorite powerful one of my more powerful memories of the lord's prayer was when my uh step-grandfather had passed and we were at his funeral and he was a presbyterian deacon mm-hmm. and the presbyterian pastor was like hey we're all here of different christian there are a lot of us here of cri- different christian faith uh, we pray the Lord's prayer differently. And so pray the Lord's prayer as you know it. And so when mm-hmm. you, when you, you know, if you're Catholic, you stop at a spot, it's debts or debtors or trespasses. Like, and I love that. Now, granted, he wouldn't have loved that, but that's, you know, <laughs> uh, it was definitely not his spirit, but, right. um, you know, it was something that, that opened it up to me. And like, this is a great prayer that even though there are some, there can be some words that are different, the content is still the same. It yeah. Is. The prayer's there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that's I I appreciate that. Um doing doing lots of funeral and memorial services and celebrations of life for people who don't have churches and uh pastors and that's not a uh 
not an active part of their life, right? It's it's often the Lord's prayer they want. Um, it's something they know. It's something that brings them comfort because of their loved one or just, gosh, we're in a time of deep grief. And um, this is this prayer is something that brings hope and comfort in times where we don't know what's next, right? Uh, and we're just trying to, really trying just to be present in the moment. And I have, there's only been one, maybe one service where a family's asked or said, you know, I, I really just don't think we want that. Yeah. Great, we can do that. Um, but yeah, there's definitely something deeper there, regardless of your involvement in church or faith or a spiritual life. There's something about the Lord's Prayer that I think transcends a lot of things. So uh, we'd love to hear back from you. Uh, let us know what you think about the Lord's Prayer and how it speaks to you. Um, you can do that through Facebook or even on our blog uh, with this episode or even through the YouTube page as the video is posted. You know, feel free to, to chime in and we try to we try to monitor that and check in with you all. Uh, you know, uh, encourage you to go to our website at beardedtheologians.com where we've got some really great content up and I just encourage you to listen to some of our past episodes. Um, there's some really good content up. Um, and so with that in mind, uh, for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. Guys, I want you to subscribe and like this video and put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.